The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge here on 1629 SENSA. We're in Studio Lumo again, and I'm joined, as always, in the co-host chair by 2008 Victoria Derby winner and winner of over $30 million in prize money, if you don't mind. Claire Lindop. Claire, how are you going? Miles. Very well, thank you. Um, geez, I need to find some stats on you to pump you up. Oh, there's, you there's no stats on me, especially <laughs> from the betting during the week as well. Um, we've seen some good racing last week and uh, again at Murray Bridge, and we're going to have some good racing at Morfordville this week. Big race card of nine nine races on the card, and the feature being the Lightning Stakes, which is, looks a very intriguing race. There's been a pretty good group of horses getting around at the moment in some of these listed races, but we also saw, you know, at Murray Bridge, a couple of like really smart horses: Celestine, Born to Play, Mrs. Mourinho. Just What's, rolling? Yeah, just rolling. Yeah, <laughs> you've been on just rolling the whole time. But there's a really good sort of crop of young horses in South Australia at the moment. Absolutely. That's why I think the Lightning we're seeing uh, the group of two-year-olds have also been following, clashing against uh, the three-year-olds, um, which is really intriguing because they have a big weight relief. They're carrying around 52 kilos as opposed to the three-year-olds carrying around 59. Uh, and you can get sucked into thinking that that's a huge weight difference. But the history tells us of that race that two-year-olds don't have a good record. We might go into the history of that race a little bit later when we talk to Adam Mintz, as we always do. We're also going to be joined on the show by uh, Chantel Jolly, who's they've got what seven runners on Saturday. Seven runners, and they've got one in uh, all banter in the Lightning Stakes. So it'll be good to see what she thinks of her chances this weekend. Speaking of Chantel, <laughs> uh, straight out, don't look at me like that. Dexalation last week before we get into uh, the ride. Been a bit of controversy for those who haven't heard. Tegan Vaughan on the stewards' inquiry has been opened into the ride on Dexalation. She went late. Now... One without notice, Claire, but um, I know you're a jockey and the jockeys stick together. I want your opinion on this because, mm. you know, for people that will talk to Adam and it's been up and about, we're not here to pot anyone, but it looked pretty ordinary. Well, watching the race live, I didn't notice, um, to be honest. Um, and I, when I watched the replay again and just watched Tegan Warham on her ride in Exhalation, you could say that she was slow to move and really asking for that last effort. But when I watched the race, I felt that she was um, getting to the front quite early and I can imagine her instructions have been, don't hit the front too soon. Yeah, but I mean, it was late, Claire. Like, it, it was, it's, she was, it's like she was sitting on wings. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, she was sort of trying to nurse him and cuddle him and then she went from the last, you know, 100 metres and, and, you know, still had his chance to win, I suppose, that last. I reckon got one strike of the whip in. Mm. One. Well, all I can say is that she's um, had a big run of outs, so she's down in confidence. She's a three-kilo claimer for a reason, so that's why she's on these horses and people are punting know that when you're, when you're backing a three-kilo claimer. Uh, she's down in confidence. Uh, I know she's been riding recently. She rode Omo at Murray Bridge and was criticised for going too soon on him at Balaclava just two weeks prior to this. Um, she was riding a favourite for Leon's and went too soon. So, well, you're ma- hang on. You're making a defence here. You're <laughs> saying that just because she's gone too early on two other rides then she's waited too long here like that i'm just trying to put myself in her shoes in that situation and and when you, you are in that split second decision what do you do as a jockey and i'm sure she's come back and watched a replay and probably you know cringed a little bit as well and thought should have I you be been in that situation soon? before mm. well there's been times particularly uh, i've been questioned about taking or not taking runs or not taking gaps at the top of the straight you know why did i go inside or why did i choose to come yeah, out so you've had one before like a decent one where someone's been like right oh nope let's talk about it and go through it um I've never had an adjourned stewards inquiry into uh, my writing Oh, tactics. super clean, clear end up. <laughs> Squeaky. Um, but look, there's been definitely times where you've been questioned, and particularly when I used to ride um, 
and we see this happen with Berin Vorster, or you know, even we've seen with with uh, David Jolly's horses recently as well. Uh, the pick that's the best one in the market doesn't win. The stable can, stable horse gets up, and everyone thinks, "Oh, you're doing it for the team, or running for stable." And I can assure you, you don't. You're out there for yourself as a jockey. Yeah, well, typical <laughs> answer I expected from you, Claire, sitting on the fence and defending the jockeys. But look, I'm I was annoyed because Dexalation was my second best of the day. I want to talk to Adam Mintz, but I'm not saying that there's anything untoward, and I don't like. I think you agree with me either, but I just think it's probably more uh, inexperience and the inability mm. rather than actually something untoward going it's, on. Like Tegan's young and upcoming and want to do all the right things. I think she's just made a big mistake. It's one for the uh, the riding, uh, I think when you go back to the riding advisory panel. Yeah. But uh, right, so we move on. Let's go back to last week. So we saw a couple of horses that we liked early. Just want to play some audio here. Uh, we got one early on the board. I think a couple of us did with the Defiant Dancer. Silverhawk, but in the process, let out winning partner who's chasing and then flop Giglon. Defiant Dancer kept going. Winning partner's trying hard, but Defiant Dancer's finding plenty. Defiant Dancer clear from winning partner and then flop and Defiant Dancer wins again. So we got Defiant Dancer there, you and I. Um, a credit where credit is due, I actually had Defiant Dance as a bit of a lay, uh, and Sophie Logan rode that horse outstandingly well. It, Very mature. Now, ride. you didn't, you say, like, doesn't have the greatest record in town, <laughs> and she comes out, just gave it a peach, didn't she? Yeah. So. She did, I thought that they would go a little bit too hard in front, and she did get taken on. Jess Eatner outside really, Silver Hawk served it up, um, but she kept a very cool head, which uh, gave her advantage of a winning partner. Then, then you went well. The next race you got, and Adam and I were both out with Territory Titan. Territory Titan about to get into the clear and unwind Marina. Rothmore to the outside. Rogues Point goes up, takes the lead from With Pleasure. Territory Titans in pursuit. <laughs> now goes to uh, Rogues Point. Out wide Rothmore might be the party pooper. Rothmore sprints up, hits the lead with Territory Titan who won't surrender, finds another gear and comes away to win well. And watching that live, I thought Rothmore was going to get Jason Holder's 100th win, but... But he's still stuck on 99. We'll get, we might talk about that in a bit if we get enough time. Um, but, yeah, 99, he's got the moz on at the moment. Stubby, I think you but put it on him. Good win for Territory Titan. Was it for Territory Titan? We say it properly, don't we? Hey, this is the one I like because it's the one I called. Laid sign of Azuri, then exalted Ruth and Manzala. Backed both of them. Then I laid sign of Azuri on Betfair. And didn't I get a price? Suri looking to get out. Andrea Mantegna. Now exalted Ruth thundering down the middle. Sign of a Suri's out after. Manzala and quickly reels him in. Exalted Ruth wider out, but sign of a Suri's built that rev today. Sign of a Suri in front, but exalted Ruth cutting him back. Exalted Ruth, sign of a Suri. Driving finish, exalted Ruth. Jeez, I can't tell you how happy I was with that, but we see exalted Ruth running again this Saturday, Claire. Backing up in the distance race, where he's taking on the famous Burt Whistle. Uh, the famous Burt Whistle. <laughs> we'll get to that too. Hey, one thing I do want to play. We saw a bit of a star with instant celebrity um, come onto the scene. I just want to play some audio from what Tommy Stokes said post-race, but this Press looks like wings. a super horse. Today was super. Didn't work out today, but she was still too good and probably made Kayla look good last start and today. But um, super oh, effort whack. and um, real credit to the team. Four weeks between runs, 1,050 metres up to 1,400 metres. Did you have any reservations at all? I've got a really big opinion of this horse, um, although I was a bit worried. Just the preparation probably hasn't worked out 100% um, right. Like There wasn't any lead-up run for her because a fortnight ago it was the Sabres race and she was um, not eligible. That was Tommy Stokes there on Instant Celebrity. Got a big opinion of the horse. Just gave Kay a little clip there. <laughs> 
on the way through, didn't he? I think she wrote it well. I think keeping two-year-olds out of trouble like that is a good way to go. So, well, she, she likes them high, wide and handsome, though, Kayla. That's how she goes about it. But, yeah, see, you just you get sick of me. I'm not potting anybody. I'm not potting anybody. I'm just calling it like the punters see it. Well, uh, on the other side of this, speaking of punters, we're going to have a chat to Chantel Jolly and get her insight into the seven runners. And then we'll be joined by Adam Mint. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge here on 1629 SENSA. Thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. And as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Thanks to Betfair, Claire. My next guest, I'm pretty excited about chatting too with the runners that are on the card this week at Morfittville. Great to have Chantel Jolly join the show. So uh, we'll bring her in now. Chantel's joining us on the line. Chantel, welcome to the SA Betfair Edge. You're speaking with Miles and Claire. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Chantel, I was just thinking before, is the last time I saw you two together in the same room that um, the lunch at uh, at the races and it was the, the big ladies' lunch, what was it called? Yes, that's um, Ladies on Course, um, Lock, I believe that's what they yeah, girls call it. I think um, I came up and saw both of you guys in there and had a bit of a chat, but there was quite a wild function uh, there that day. There was that big plastic horse. I think when I was leaving, there were people riding the plastic horse. And, <laughs> oh, hang on. And, uh, <laughs> it was, what stays in course stays yeah, on course, it was, Miles? It was, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it was one hell of a... Are they having another one of them soon? They should. Yeah, well, it gets a bit rowdy. There's what? There's about 200 women in there, and and it's continually growing each year. Uh, I think they're due for one uh, coming up. Obviously, the whole COVID 19 put put it all on hold. But as soon when we can get people back, um, I'm sure they'll have another yeah, event. Absolutely, I think it's. Sorry, Miles, I'm just saying that it's really good because all the women involved have interest in horses, which is the whole point. Get more people actually involved in racing horses and understand. Uh, you know, an environment where they can ask questions. We normally have a, a you know a vet or a trainer come in and discuss different bits and pieces of, of aspects of behind the scenes and see people a bit more comfortable and understand how to get into horse ownership. Great incentive to the racing. Um, there's a obviously my mum um, runs it with a few of her friends, um, other trainers' wives um, and owners, and uh, look, they have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, if that happens again, I'll try and sneak in there again because 200 ladies on course there. It's certainly <laughs> a good day for me. Hey, Chantel, <laughs> into the serious stuff now. Uh, fourth in the Metro Premiership currently and uh, pretty good strike rate too. Uh, you've had a reasonable season, uh, you and Richard? Yeah, look, happy with the way things are going. Um, each year we seem to be getting um, bigger and better and that's all we ask for. And, um, yeah, look, really happy with this season. You're seeing um, your role or your responsibilities at the stable changing or, or is he doing less and you're doing more or you're doing more and he's doing less? Is it all sort of panned out and set in stone? It's just growing and, and trying to see what you can do, you know, week in, week out, season in, season out? Yeah, look, um, we, we just sort of work as a team, Um you know, Dad might go out and watch the horses gallop whilst I'm back there getting them ready. And um, just the way that we're doing operating now, um, it just seems to really work and really happy with the way things are going. Well, you seem to be travelling pretty well, and I reckon you've got a smart stable at the moment. I want to touch on a couple of horses um, from last week. Kay Seri, pretty um, happy with running second there. I thought it was a good run. Yeah, look, he just, just got pipped on the line. Um, and, yeah, look, we're really happy with him. He's a horse that... He's shown us a nice ability and um, he probably doesn't like the tracks too wet, which we've found out uh, this preparation. But look, we'll just um, find a suitable race for him coming up and hopefully it's not too wet for him. 
Dexalation 2 running third. We won't touch on anything. Claire and I have already spoken about it, but how's he travelling? Where do we expect to see him next? Because I wouldn't mind backing him. Uh, yeah, look, we're um, thinking about taking him over to uh, Melbourne. Um, there's a Ooh. race on the first at the Valley. So um, all, with all things going good, he'll head over there. Beautiful. Well, speaking of where horses are going, we'll start with a couple of your stable stars there. There's a bit of feedback coming through. Uh, Irish Mint, how's Irish Mint travelling? Yeah, look, um, he's currently just having a quick little freshen up out in the paddock. Um, he just didn't handle the straight down at Flemington. Um, obviously, his first time going down there and got a bit, got a bit lost. Um, so, look, there's a race for him coming up uh, here at Morpherville. Uh, in the next fortnight, and then he'll probably go for a spell. He's he's done a good job this prep. Uh, there's a bear in there. Is that a similar sort of thing? Skipping the lightning, see a scratch there, and maybe head over to Melbourne. Yeah, look, we're um, planning to run him on the first two at the Valley. Um, there's a suitable race for him. Um, so yeah, look, he'll go, he'll head over there. Well, big day on the first, Claire. This might be following a couple of those. Uh, Absolutely. Now, Kemal Parsa used to be on another show that I did. We loved him. We backed him every week. Where's Kemal Parsa? I love that horse. <laughs> he's uh he's in work at the minute. Um he's up for galloping, so he'll have a he'll have a trial on the fourth and um he'll probably head to the spring stakes. Um obviously he had a little niggling issue last prep, so hopefully we've got that under control and yeah, look I'm sure he'll um he'll play a part in the spring. Right, and last one and then we'll start running through some races. I'll get Claire to do that with you. Regalo Di Gatano, I reckon this could be one of the most beautiful horses I think I've ever seen. He is. He's quite a flashy, flashy horse. He's got the big white blaze and four white legs. Um, he's uh, yeah, back in work too. Um, ready to start. Ready to start galloping. We've got nothing really set for him. We just take it, take it as it comes. He's a big rangy horse too, isn't he? He's got that bigger sort of action. Um, does that sort of have anything to do with prep, or do you take things a bit differently with him? He sort of looks like a you know, some big loping sort of horse. Yeah, he's just he's just a big baby, to be honest. Um, He's still learning each time he goes out there. But, uh, yeah, he is quite a big horse and, and it makes it pretty obvious because he's got them big white legs. Um, so we'll head towards Morpherville this Saturday now, Chantel. We've got uh, seven runners there. Um, you've got two in the first race at 2,000 metre, benchmark 82. How can you see them playing? Um, yeah, look, they're both going well. Uh, Carney obviously just got um, just missed out last start. He's um, going really well with this prep. He's... Um, just being a bit immature, and I think he's um, finally reaching his potential. Uh, Corridon obviously is backing up. He uh, probably not looking for two thousand, but it was the only really suitable race for him. Um, but look, he's—I reckon in his next two runs that he's um, a good winning chance. Just quickly on the distance races, Chantel, we talk about tactics, and we've seen some of them be a bit of a mess. Um, expecting mid-race moves and. Things to be up all over the shop, or sort of just ride the horse and, and try to keep them clean. Um, yeah, look, we just ride the horses on um, how how they race. Um, Corridon obviously likes to lead and, and roll along in his own tempo, and yeah, look, our Carney will just be ridden where he's comfortable. We won't push him out um, where he's not comfortable anywhere. Moving on to race three, Hard Teach. Do you say Hateach Hateach, um, or Hartek? I've always said Hartek. I said that wrong, sorry. Uh, Hateach. Hateach? <laughs> yeah. One yeah. to Claire. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, look, she's um, not going to lie, she's quite a difficult horse to train. Um, she's quite a handful at, in track work and 
likes to uh, yeah be a bit of a rascal, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but look, she's uh, running well in her first two starts. Um, she's obviously uh, at a twelve hundred now, which will probably suit her. It's a harder race, but look, she's got a couple wins in her. Whether that uh, probably not tomorrow, but um, in the future. Race four, we got Shildora in the thousand and fifty meter race. I like this horse, Shildora. Yeah, look, she was obviously looked like she had a loads of ability as a three year old, and and uh, obviously stakes place mare now. Um, she sort of just lost her way, and um, this will probably be her last run for us. She's actually on the English Digital uh, Online Auction. Okay. Um, so sad to see her go. But get look, on there and bite, Claire. She's capable of winning. <laughs> she, I agree with you. She's capable of winning if she puts the best foot yeah. forward. But she might be looking yeah. for maybe the breeding barn, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And moving on to race five, Rain Moth. There's one of my favourites, Rain Moth. Yeah, the moth. The moth. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, um, obviously she's first up over 1,100. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if she ran a nice race fresh. But look, obviously she's going to be wanting um, further. Uh, she's come up really well this prep um, after having a bit of time off. Oh, good, good run a cheeky race at odds. I like it. Well, that's what we're after. Yeah. Looking at <laughs> race seven, which is the feature race of Lightning Stakes, um, you have a two-year-old all banter in this race, which um, we're just discussing. They get a big weight relief, but um, I'm just wondering how you see the race and, and what you think of all banter's chances. Yeah, look, obviously it's a hot little field, um, the Lightning, and... Um, I'm expecting her to run well. She's obviously drawn a little bit sticky in seven. So um, she if she doesn't have to do a lot of work, she should get to the front and, and she'll give him something to catch, especially with 52 on her back. Do you think she will lead? Do you think she'll lead Alice Ellegree from Barry 3? Yeah, look, um, she's obviously got 52 on her back, so the plan will be to go forward. Um, if she wants to lead, then we're not going to try pull her back. Um, we'll just let her, she's a high cruising filly and, We'll just um, ride her where, where she's comfortable. And if that's to the lead or sit off, you know, she, we've done a lot of tr- work with her to teach her to sit off. So um, we'll just see how the race pans out. Last one, Wonder If in the last. I've got a bit of time for this, 15s and 4.40. I want your opinion on Wonder If, Chantel, and then I want you to tell us um, your best of the day. Yeah, look, um, Wonder If is a horse that has shown us a lot of ability but hasn't really produced well on the track. Um he is capable of winning a race like this. And look, he's been running well without really threatening. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see him go go well. Um, but look, because he doesn't really win that often, um, I couldn't really tip him to you. Well, there's sort of... I looked at that race. There's not many horses in there that win very often in the whole race at all either. So, but if you... Look, if we uh, run for the punters there somewhere, would it, where's your reckon your best chance might be during the day? Maybe Rainmoth or Hard Teach? Uh, I reckon our Carney actually. Our Carney. Um, yeah, look, I reckon he's going well, and it's only a small field. If, if conditions suit on the day and the race pans out for him, um, I reckon he's a good winning chance. I'd love to wish you luck there, Chantel, but my horse is um, the number three horse. So I'll see you in the mounting yard there. So hopefully your horse goes no good. <laughs> Thank you, Chantel. That was awesome. Thank you for running for your runners on Saturday, and good luck. Thank you. Thanks, Claire. Chantel Jolly there, part of the Richard and Chantel Jolly racing team. Uh, yeah, she's it speaks so well, doesn't Absolutely. she, Chantel? She's always good to chat to and good fun. We've been at the races together and yeah, she's a good time. But, geez, I hope our county gets rolled. <laughs>
We'll get anyway. We'll get to that later. Right on the other side, we're going to catch up with Adam Mintz, Claire, and run through and get his take on everything. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge here on 1629 for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1800 858 858. And as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Well, it's my favourite part of the show after that interview. I really enjoyed that interview, though. But it was Chantel, good. you're quick to lead her away from race one with the best of the day, but she likes our carny yeah. the best. Yeah, well, if the punters are listening, yep, more than happy, yep, jump on our <laughs> carny, and then hopefully the odds of Burt Whistle blow out. But we, hey, this is a time that I like because he's a man in the know and uh, found it a pretty tough week. Well, I did last week, and I think Me we too. all, all yeah. sort of did. But uh, we're joined on the line by Adam Mintz, as we are every week. Adam, thanks for joining us. Good to be with you guys. Hey, Adam, just quickly before we get into the nine race card and we can work through them and got a bit of time. Mate, uh, saw your tweet about Dexolation. I've been hitting Claire up in here and she's quick to defend the jockeys. But uh, thoughts? I wasn't all that. Uh, it sort of looked like you backed it. I certainly did. Uh, yeah, probably talk, speaking through my kick. No, I listen, I don't think there's anything untoward I, I, at all. I, I wasn't insinuating that. But I just think you probably can't be sitting that long especially she was still sitting on it after the horse of um grant young's had headed her yeah. and i'd say that's probably because she didn't see it i'm not sure but i just think i don't think it changed the the, the um result of the race but i just yeah i don't think it was probably you know a, a great ride all right well we won't expect you to tip too many that um on this week but anyway we move on hey um Mate, we'll start with race one. It's one of these distance races. Now, the first time we went through it, you said, I'm not touching them. Then last week, there was a distance race. You said you wanted to play. Are you having a play on a 2,000-metre race at Morpherville tomorrow? I'm not having one play, mate. <laughs> I, I'm having two plays. Oh, here I've we go. I've had two bets in the race. Um, $2.40, Burt Whistle, please. Leave me out of that. Oh, um, I like it. Geez, I don't like that. <laughs> My old man's going to be fuming when he hears that. I- I know. Um, listen, I, I think I think it's still first pick. I just think it's ridiculously short. So do I. I've backed Classy Joe and I've backed Arcani. Um, and I think they've both got really good chances. And I think at the current prices, they're both bets. Well, Shantel Jolly liked Arcani for probably their best of the day. So I'm going with number eight, Arcani in race one. Yeah, look, I don't, I'm, I've got to go with Bert Whistle here. So it beats Exalted Ruth a kilo better than last time. And I think Exalted Ruth's the only danger. I was expecting, I had it mapped at about $3.40 or 50 and was going to have a bet. But $2.40, I went far out. No, thank you. Oh, I, listen, I think that market will change because I think number one's just ridiculously short. It's, it's a genuine wet tracker. Yep. And we're not going to get anything worse than a five. So I think that market will, will adjust. I think Bert Whistle will drift. Um, and I, I expect probably those bottom two to maybe tighten up a little bit. That's what I want to hear. Hey, move on to race number two over the 2,500. Uh, I found this a bit of an interesting race too. The Cracksman comes over for Danny O'Brien. This is going to be my um, first pick. But uh, yeah, Manzala, look, it's been about the mark, but it's just met some better horses every time, including Burt Whistle. But the sign of Azuri, which I laid last week, I was happy to, and I backed Exalted Ruth and Manzala. But how do you see this one panning out? I think it's a really, really even race. Um, the only bet I could have had was Hustler Lafayette. I think they went up 750. I missed that. So um, I've got it, it and uh, nothing between it and Turfman and Cracksman, but... Probably Hustle Lafayette at the odds. 
I'm with Cracksman, although I agree he has to let Fionte was a bit unlucky his last start, so maybe have a look at those. Well, the Cracksman form stacks up because Blantford Lad obviously won it uh, on Wednesday and uh, Gelagotis has got a lot of time and ran third behind that two at Bendigo. So a uh, race three, I think this is, well, I thought was one of the toughest ones in, in my opinion. I want to see how you um, saw it, Adam, and then I'll comment afterwards. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm just waiting to see if Calypso Rain runs. I thought that was a strange one, you know, backing up after seven days where it was disappointing down the straight at Flemington. Um, maybe they'll back it up. I, if they do and they're happy with it on on its, you know, on its run the start before, I think it's clearly first pick. Um, so, yeah, if it runs, I think it's the way to go, Clipso Rain. Great. I like Classy JB. I think its form still stacks up pretty well and the natural's obviously taking on the lightning, so I think it's... Goes okay. it, I spoke to Sam Lyons during the week and um, just on Twitter, just had a bit of a chat, but I think Calypso Rain will run. They haven't not a bad trot grand syndicates at the moment either, but yeah, just got lost at Flemington and uh, I expect it to bounce back 360. I'll be playing race four. Now, there's one of those horses that I never like to back, but I've got to lean towards Akakan today. The $7.50 on offer looks good to me. Jess Eaton gets a claim. Um, I'm sort of couldn't really look past too many other than Akakan here. Yeah, good chance Aki can, just doesn't win very often, but probably around its right price. Um, I've got Nasifa just first pick. I think it probably should have nearly won last start, um, just covered a bit of ground. I think 1050 suits it even better. Uh, rock bottom price, $4. I won't be back in at $4, but it's first pick with me. I like Beerman and Akakan. They're both placed behind Hypersonic, which we obviously see when out and win again. Um, I'm probably leaning towards Akakan as well. I'm with you, Miles, there. Yeah, it's just the Nasifa form line and Silverhawk form line. I just find that an odd one to follow because other horses running midweek that were running there and have all sort of been all over the shop and nowhere. So it's sort of happy to leave Nasifa out. It might also depend how the track is playing on the day. Uh, the full track, we are back on the true here. Um, if they are sweeping, obviously Akakan will be suited. But if they're winning on pace, Beerman will be suited. Um, we move on to race five, uh, and I'm going with the number five here, Octane. I can't look past it here. Like this, yeah. I'm surprised this horse hasn't gone to Melbourne yet, Adam. Yeah, I think it's the obvious. I mean, it's into, with the scratching of um, Star Hills, it's into about a dollar eighty now. So a little bit too little bit too short to back for me. Um, I thought second pick, maybe you could have something to place or each way, extreme thrill. Uh, happy to forget its last start on a wet track and uh, a better suit at 1,100 as well. But, yeah, Octane's um, going to be very hard to beat. I'm with Octane again too. Well, Octane, I think last time we all did that was the one that it lost anyway. But, uh, <laughs> hey, race six. Now, I've got to, I've got to chip you here. Don't tell me you're tipping get out of the way again, Adam, or you're <laughs> going to follow that. There's a couple of times to get out of the way. I'm going with uh, it's a yes from me here. Baron Vorster's obviously riding that with um, Blowtorch getting the claim. But, um, yeah, I would have thought, yeah, it's a yes from me, $6.50. I found that interesting bet. I do have this uh, race marked as one of the tougher ones on the card, though. I'm uh, $6.50 the field, so I've got Analytica favourite at six fifty. Um, get out of the way, listen. Are you no, going again? I'm, I, well, no, I'm not. Good. I'm not. I've got eleven. I've got a twelve dollars. So at this, <laughs> well, I, it, it had it, it had its chance last start. It had every chance. I'm not sure if it's probably going, you know, as well as it can. Um, probably stay out race for me, but I've got Analytica first pick. I like Star Status in this race. Um, it ran a really nice race over um, a 
1200 metres is first up run, and now we see its third up run into a mile. It's getting out to a nice trip. Although I do like Analytica as well. Very clever um, win at Gawler. Uh, when he was wide the trip, but it suited him that day. Um, up in weight, but probably one or three I like. But um, Star status. Stata gives <laughs> it was Stubby Holder still on 99, so I've been getting off everything he's on. He, gets in the, he can't get a winner. So and he's under a bit of pressure. He is under him. pressure. It's a yes from me. I just think Blowtorch is probably one I'll lay there. Hey, let's move on to the Lightning. Spend a bit of time here. This is uh, quite an interesting race. I've been happy with the quality of horses that have been around at the moment, Adam. Supreme idea around 440, Parlophone 13s, just $4. I'm with one up the top sizzle flight. Look, um, was no good on the heavy eight at Caulfield and I, I think just didn't handle it. It's run third um, here before behind Rocco Bascarana and Garner on the 18th of April. I've got a lot of time for her. Um, track and distance, she's had three starts for two wins and a third. My mates have actually owned the horse. The Dunn's really good people and I think $9 and $3 for her uh, is a super bet. It's, I, I'm yeah, not confident at all. I think of the three-year-olds on my numbers... I think Sizzlefly is a great chance on what they've done. Sizzlefly, on, on what the the wraps on on Just Serene, maybe it's maybe it's going to improve enough to to beat them. But on what they've done, I, I couldn't have it at the price it is. Um, uh, I won't be having a bet in the race, but you know I probably thought Sizzlefly was probably the best of the three year olds and the two year olds. Yeah, not sure if if any of them are any any stars. Intriguing race that two-year-olds always think they're getting in well at the weights, but uh, they haven't got a great record in the race. I'm actually thinking number one, Streetcar Stranger. David Jolly's got a good record in the Lightning, uh, and it could be one at value. The gate's not great from 12, but um, I think it'd be good odds around each way. You were saying before the history of that, David Jolly's had a few winners of the Lightning, and the two-year-olds don't have like a great rap in it. Like I, th- I think a lot of punters are probably going to, after seeing LA Searle agree, are going to... like. You know, the average that. punter are going yeah. to stick with that and go that in. But, I mean, I didn't see anything that really stood out. I think Alice Searle agree will be a pretty handy horse. But I I, um, I just don't think it's up to, well, to some the, of these the up the top. We saw the big race two years ago, Nature Strip versus Sunlight, when she carried 52 in the race. Um, you kind of think, oh, you know, the big weight pool, they, they can they can beat the three-year-olds. But so far, the record doesn't doesn't say that in the race. Well, uh, so, can you remember what happened last year? Um, oh, testing me now. The, what won it last year? Uh, Claire's got a, it in front of her. Approach, a set of approach, Todd Panel. Uh, for Michael Wayne, John Hawks at 59. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. The four was the nature Yeah, ma- mm. Okay. So maybe the three-year-olds are, yeah, way to go, S- one of them. Supreme idea, like, it's resuming, but that was a super win at Randwick of Freeman. So, like, I think that's going to be right in the hunt too. Um, but you just, yeah, it's an interesting race, that one. Dead right Good on race. that, I think, yeah. Adam. Good race. So, hey, move on to race number eight. We're on now, the Holdfast Insurance Handicap over 1,200. Um the difference here for me, I'd try to make a case for some others. I don't like BOK as a horse. I've actually got written down here. It's one of those horses that I just don't like. I don't know why. I just don't <laughs> like it. I don't like backing it. Um, but, yeah, the difference here for me, um, and maybe sort of call me Dexter after Claire had that as her value the other week. Yeah, interesting. The, the difference ran really, really well first up in that, I think it was a 1,000-metre race and probably, you know, I mean, start was costly and that's probably what cost it the race. I'm not convinced 1,200's, you know, any sort of plus for it. Um, I think it's first pick. I think it's too short. Um, I'll be playing around with a, a few roughies. Australian Design, I'll be having something on it. I think it's 19 or $20. But uh, difference first pick, but probably Australian Design a small each way for me. 
I do like uh, Call Me Dexter, uh, seeing how it's been racing pretty well. But I do think it races, might race better, you know, the provincials. Uh, I'm a legend. I thought it was pretty impressive um, at Gawlard's last time. So I'm, with, I'm a legend. Yeah, Australian design, $19 and $5. I just had a look. Hey, race nine, uh, this is another one that I've found sort of rather difficult. I'm, I'm all over the shop here. I backed Hot Sizzle at 18s and $5, having its first start for the stable midweek the other week and just got pipped. But... Um, I'm actually leaning towards Richard and Chantel's wonder if. Chantel said before, Adam, that it's a horse that's got ability and essentially if the horse is on, it can run a good race. They're just not pretty difficult sort of horse. So I'm happy to sort of take a chance there. Air Marshal, um, for some reason, I just yeah, I just can't back it here. It runs well fresh, but um, yeah, I just couldn't have it at that odds. I've got it nowhere near. I mean, I think it's $3.40 or something. I've got it nowhere near that. Um, I won't be backing Air Marshal. Uh, French Rock, you know, had had every chance when we tipped it at a big price last start. Maybe second up might be a little bit fitter. I've got it just first pick, but in a wide market. Uh, it is a very open race, the last race. I'm probably going with Miami Freedom. Um, Jess Eaton for Travis Dowdle. He does a good job with his team. Um, it's one of two races I know down um, at, at, you know, the border town, obviously. Um, but, you know, it goes forward, and I think it gets him well here, the weights. I think probably... Yeah, on quality, I think it's probably the worst race of the day, to be fair. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to whack him. You guys don't have to. Hey, Adam, just before I let you go, uh, something for the punters or the listeners, What where would you be yeah, having a little 10 each way? Uh, what do you like the most? Um, I think race one's a good betting race. You oh, know, maybe something that. classy, Joe, maybe something That The one I want to back is Nasifa, but... It's too short. If it drifts $5 plus, I'll be on the CIFA. Um But, yeah, they're, they're probably the two best betting races Beautiful. for me. Beautiful, Adam. We appreciate your time every week. And normally around the mark, your analysis is spot on. But uh, we'll chat to you again next week and see how we went. Thanks, guys. Adam Mint says he's got a good insight. I, I don't it like – I like going up against him because you sort of see where you're at <laughs> and what other people see. But Nasifa – you know, I don't like that form line. Silverhawk, they went to town and went nowhere. But, geez, I don't like how he likes to have a bet on classy. I don't like having big up against Adam Wins either. I learned that as well. Went head-to-head last week and uh, he was right. So. Yeah, I went head-to-head <laughs> with James Jordan. I think we had a little um, beer on the instant celebrity thing. And, geez, I got that one way, way wrong. Hey, on the other side, we're going to come back with your bargains and bailouts. My best to value a lay. Maybe a lay and then we'll get on your lay because of the, <laughs> the last three times you laid a horse have won. But you're listening to the SA Bet Fair Edge. Uh, on uh, 16.29, SCNSA, thanks to Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858 and as always, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner and Claire Lindop with you as we wrap up the show. Hey, the time of the show. We're going to go through and get your bargains and bailouts. Claire Lindop's Bargains and Bailouts for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. How good is it when you've got your own stinger, Claire, for your little Claire Lindop's Bargains and Bailouts? Well, so far my bailouts have all won. So... Your, la- your lays <laughs> every single week have won. I'm finding it tougher to pick a loser than I thought. It's a bit like trying to pick, um, you know, if you, when you're picking your footy tips, you think, you know, getting nine's a big effort. But have you ever tried to get pick nine losers it's actually not that easy so no, i find it tough to pick a well, loser. what are you what are you going with this this saturday i think is actually quite a tough meeting it's a good good um betting meeting pretty even racing um i'm actually going to go for my lay of the day 
race one, number three. You're laying Bert Whistle. No. Well, actually, yes, because if you're laying Bert Whistle, then that means if you go on form four from four, you'd be with laying. Well, I think we've heard from Adam Mitz that we think he's um, under the odds at the moment, so I think he's worth a lay of the day. Um, and actually going to pick number eight in that race, Arcani, which Chantel Jolly was on the show and said that was her best. So uh, I'm going in early, getting the pain overdone. Lay of the day. What about your best of the day? I really like Streetcar Stranger in the Lightning Stakes, which is um, you know going through the races and trying to pick out your best value. I think that there'll be um, good market in the Lightning Stakes. Two-year-olds don't have a good record in the race. Trying to find a three-year-old in that race, and I think Streetcar Ranger Stranger has got um, a lot going for it, um, and I think probably for a value bet, I think is a good one. Uh, and so no value then? You're going to make that your value and your best, or is that your value? Your best is? Oh, my best, probably. I'm going to go with Akikan in race four. Akikan in race four. Well, my Seven. best of the day, I'm going to be a bit boring and bland here. You're going to be like, I'll oh, get off, but Octane's my best for me. You don't go yeah. broke back and winners and looks too strong. Uh, there, race five, number five. Value, look, I had a couple that I liked at value. I said I'm going to back Wonder If in the last, just if it's on, it's on, it's worth that money. But I'm going to back race seven, number two, Sizzle Fly. Um, I wish Neil and Sue Dunn and Will and Tom the Dunns all the best of luck. I think this horse uh, needs another chance. Um, just, yeah, really battled in that heavy eight last start, and I think it'll go well. And uh, my lay is going to be Blowtorch, I think. Race six, number seven. Stay away from Blowtorch. I just think... Yeah, Jess Eaton on board. No knock against Jess. Gate 10. Um, it'd be interesting. I think it's a yes from me. Wins doesn't, that race. Doesn't win that often. Blow torches. Uh, it did win a 68, so it steps up in grade. And it's with three starts at the track and hasn't placed there either. So doesn't like it in town. Hey, we're going to try and get something a little bit funny each week. And this is something that you and I both heard and saw at the races from Maybridge. We'll play this and we'll have a chat. Gordon Richards, uh, is that Lizzie's first winner for you, Gordon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. What, you don't know? <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Well, what did you no, think? good on us. You wrote it well. Well, today um, he's had a bit of a freshen up since his last run. What's he been up to? Not a lot. I brought him here instead of a trial. But, uh, yeah. So is he taking you by surprise here? He has a bit, yeah. And, well, probably Doesn't early. Doesn't matter, we'll take it. Probably early you were thinking, well, it's almost like a trial. He was four lengths off the, the back of the field at one stage. Yeah. He has a few bums in front of him, but he didn't find any of them. He got right to the outside and he stormed over the top of them to score. He's got a good record at this track as well. He's now had three wins from four goes here. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) Sort of taking him somewhere else. (laughs) No, he's gone well. He's he's, he's not a bad horse and he's always gone fresh. I think he won a race in town fresh with uh, Anna on him. So, uh, yeah, he goes good. So and talk- he won fresh here last yeah, campaign, 1,400 metres. Yeah, he won yeah. the Christmas Cup. Yes. This yeah. will feel like Christmas to Lizzie, you know. Yeah, it will for her. That's good. I'm happy for her. <laughs> you look so happy, Gordon. I didn't have anything on it, did I? <laughs> it's not all about you, mate. How good is that? He, he, he literally just wanted to take the horse for a run somewhere. And it's bloody one. Yeah, so talking about Ice Ghost, he won the last race at Murray Bridge during the week. Um, and Lizzie Annals is a very, very popular young apprentice who rode the winner. And it does sound like Gordon was thinking to himself, I'm going to be in trouble with some owners here because he hasn't told them to, to back it. Thought it was just having a you know, bit of a hit out. Um, but Lizzie rode it actually extremely well, kept it out of trouble and brought it down to the outside. Just scrub the ears off it to win that race. And I saw her in the post-interview, like, Lizzie's great. I've spoken to her before because she did a lot of work with the bushfires in the hills, delivering feed That's up right. there and then helping the horses at, at Magic Millions. And but how's Terry just asking him? It's like, mate, but you know, it's going well. We're pretty happy. Like, you stoked, aren't you? Got his well, could have found a backsider too. Like, <laughs> he's he's absolutely blown away. And I, I, he's one of the greats. Like Gordon Richards, like he's a rippy, rippy fella. But that is, I found that 
extremely hilarious interview. Gordon's had a fantastic season. Uh, he's a very, very good trainer and um, probably one to get under his guard. He was probably a little bit surprised that for, at himself. So well, We know that happens in racing a little bit where you, you can go, you know, you want to take horses for a, for a, a, a run because they um, don't need a trial. And I know this like sort of happens, but the expectation, it's always good when they get up and win, you know, but I mean, it's sort of... I, I wouldn't say that anyone would ever get into a race and not intentionally try and win a race, but you do know when horses do go for a gallop or need to run, though, don't you? Look, I think... Um, oh, yeah, you're trying to sit on the fence and be careful here now, too. <laughs> well, I think you can have a, a horse that's not ready for for a race uh, in this campaign. You're trying to setting up for a staying race, for example, have a, have a, um, a short-distance race for a fitness run. Um, and But sometimes you see them also run out of their skin. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really suited Ice Ghost yesterday. Obviously. It certainly did. I remember um, uh, Ice Ghost last time at one at Murray Bridge. I was actually there that day and back to two. And I won at about $13 as well. But, yeah, $16.80. Obviously, Gordon didn't have a skerrick on it yesterday. Hey, you think Stubby can get the 100 on star status? Look, I like star status as a horse. He's a very smart horse. Um, third up to a mile, it looks well suited. Um, but just, again, that's probably not Star Status's ultimate goal. We'd probably head towards the Balaclava Cup, I'd suggest. So, so how long has he got? How long has he got left until the end of the season? What is it? One more week? Uh, just this weekend. I think there's another race meeting on Sunday at Gawler. There is a race meeting at Sunday on Gawler. Another card there. You can actually get to the track this weekend too. They can head to sajc.com.au. Um, a lot more for your race course. They're selling tickets there. Get down to the track. I'm going to be on track, funnily enough, for uh, race one. I'll be there nice and early. For Whistle, excellent. Oh, I might just go and have a little bit of a look. Hopefully, see Chantel in the mounting yard. That the 99 winners things really gets me though, Claire. It's like you were saying that people do get in the nervous 90s, and I didn't really realise it. But he, the, the Moss is on him. That is on him. He will be feeling the pressure, I think. Um, it's probably now more scrutiny with media and strike rates. People start. It's like when a jockey's having a run of outs, people start saying to you, you know, you haven't had a winner and you wouldn't really have thought about it until people start saying things to you. And then it actually does get into your mind a little bit. You start questioning yourself and is it, is it just a decision making in the run or is it like or are you just trying too hard you're not your natural instincts aren't happening you're just like oh, i've got to do that hit that I go think there when you're having a run of outs you do actually start hesitating uh when you think yourself do i go now or should i wait whereas when you're on a roll you don't even think about that question it's not a question you're just going with the horses in the field and the instinct around what's happening out there in the, in the field yeah well, 99 i'll just just you hate to sit there but todd panel obviously like he's flying yeah, he's had an amazing season, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what's he, 120 winners for the season? That's, that's probably the best I've ever seen in South Australia for a long time, for a season record. What was the most you ever rode? In the season, 117. 117. Oh, and the, the best you've ever seen was 120? <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Well, in South Australia in particular, because you don't race as often uh, as they do interstate. Yeah. yeah, look, yeah, just 120 winners, sort of, it's an amazing feat. Like it really is, especially here. Like you know, Ryan Hurdle, top panel. All those guys at the at the top end, they've been absolutely flying. Baron had a little bit of time off. Kayla's also had like an outstanding season too. Is there one mm. jockey that I don't know? Can I put you one without notice here? Who 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 do you think's the best jockey in the state? Well, I'm a big fan of Baron Vorster. Um, he has had time off this year with injury, um, but Todd obviously is outstanding as well. Um, to see what he's done is, and he's probably come up through the ranks as well. I think it's been pretty impressive. So, yeah, so I'm probably the, the top two of the tree are Berendon and uh, Todd Panel are probably my favourite jockeys. And to Toddy. Play. Well, we're probably going to try and get mm. Berend and Toddy both in on the show as much as we can. Hey, another quick one. We, we touched on it earlier on in the show just before we go. Is we're talking about like feedback and stuff coming from social media and that. Do you ever get like some big feedback from a ride or someone ever send you an email or a text mm. or something that was 
particularly bad. Maybe some things that you probably can't say on air. But well, the social media has given everyone that platform, haven't they? So you know, you do get the messages, um, particularly via, via Twitter, where people can send you things. Anything um, quickly you can share? Do you ever get a real like someone just went off? Like they've essentially lost the house and kids. Uh, yeah, you do get quite a lot of nasty stuff. I mean, not they want to go right down the alley, but I've had emails before wishing that you know I have cancer and die, which is just bizarre. So I, <laughs> I think that like it's in everything when you and you put yourself out there for scrutiny. You can have your, um, you know, the actual, the ride scrutinised, but when it becomes personal, that's just not on. Well, don't do that and don't do it, but listen in to us next week. You're listening to the SA Betfair Edge here on 1629 SENSA for Betfair, the home of lay betting. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll see you next week. And as always, gamble responsibly.